Hey folks, today is Monday the 10th of June. Yes, it is technically Monday the 10th of June. Um, yeah, it's about half past midnight and I'm up. It's only half an hour before my alarm was going to go off. Uh, I'm headed out to the funeral of, of a dear friend and my plane leaves at 05, so that means me at the airport at 04, <laughs> which, you know, pile that, roll that back, forth and forth. And you can tell that, um, that I'm grieving because I'm not wanting to eat very much and I'm getting hyper-organized. So you might imagine what my traveling bags look like. But I'm glad for this opportunity to uh, come together with you all. Thank you for being here. Our um, readings this morning are Psalms 56 and 57, Deuteronomy 30, 1 through 10, 2 Corinthians 10, 1 through 18, and Luke 18, 31 through 43. Uh, today is also the eve of the Feast of St. Barnabas, so uh, if I can this evening, it kind of all depends on how things go at my destination. I will do special evening prayer with the readings for the Eve of St. Barnabas, which are page 1001 of the Book of Common Prayer. Um, if not, I know that y'all and God will graciously forgive me for anything that I might have done that gives offense. Thank you. We are no longer strangers and sojourners, but citizens together with the saints and members of the household of God. Dearly beloved, we have come together in the presence of Almighty God to set forth God's praise, to hear God's holy word, and to ask for ourselves and on behalf of others those things that are necessary for our life and our salvation. And so that we may prepare ourselves in heart and mind to worship God, let us kneel in silence and with penitent and obedient hearts confess our sins, that we may obtain forgiveness by his infinite goodness and mercy. Most merciful God, we confess that we have sinned against you in thought, word, and deed by what we have done and by what we have left undone. We have not loved you with our whole heart. We have not loved our neighbors as ourselves. We are truly sorry, and we humbly repent. For the sake of your Son, Jesus Christ, have mercy on us and forgive us, that we may delight in your will and walk in your ways to the glory of your name. Amen. Almighty God, have mercy on us. Forgive us all our sins through the, through the grace of Jesus Christ. Strengthen us in all goodness. And by the power of the Holy Spirit, keep us in eternal life. Amen. O God, let our mouth proclaim your praise and your glory all the day long. Praise to the holy and undivided Trinity, one God, as it was in the beginning, is now, and will be forever. Amen. Alleluia.
God is the rock of our salvation. O come, let us worship. Come, let us sing to the Lord. Let us shout for joy to the rock of our salvation. Let us come before God's presence with thanksgiving and raise to the Lord a shout with psalms. For you are a great God. You are great above all gods. In your hand are the caverns of the earth, and the heights of the hills are yours also. The sea is yours, for you made it. Your hands have molded the dry land. Come, let us bow down and bend the knee, and kneel before the Lord our Maker. For you are our God, and we are the people of your pasture and the sheep of your hand. Oh, that today we would hearken to your voice. Praise to the holy and undivided Trinity. One God, as it was in the beginning, is now, and will be forever. Amen. Psalms 56 and 57 Be gracious to me, O God, for people trample on me. All day long foes oppress me. My enemies trample on me all day long. For many fight against me. O Most High, when I am afraid, I put my trust in you. In God, whose word I praise. In God I trust. I am not afraid. What can flesh do to me? All day long they seek to injure my cause. All their thoughts are against me for evil. They stir up strife. They lurk. They watch my steps. As they hope to have my life, so repay them for their crime. In wrath cast down the peoples, O God. You have kept count of my tossings. Put my tears in your bottle. Are they not in your record? Then my enemies will retreat to the, in the day when I call. Then my enemies will retreat in the day when I call. This I know, that God is for me. In God, whose word I praise, in the Lord, whose word I praise, in God I trust, I am not afraid. What can a mere mortal do to me? My vows to you I must perform, O God. I will render thank offerings to you, for you have delivered my soul from death and my feet from falling, so that I may walk before God in the light of my life. in the light of life. Be merciful to me, O God, be merciful to me, for in you my soul takes refuge. In the shadow of your wings I will take refuge until the destroying storms pass by. I cry to God most high, to God who fulfills God's purpose for me. He will send from heaven and save me he will put to shame those who trample on me. God will send forth his steadfast love and his faithfulness. I lie down among lions that greedily devour human prey. Their teeth are spears and arrows, their tongues sharp swords. Be exalted, O God, above the heavens. Let your glory be over all the earth. They set a net for my steps, my soul was bowed down. They dug a pit in my path, but they have fallen into it themselves. 
My heart is steadfast, O God. My heart is steadfast. I will sing and make melody. Awake, my soul. Awake, O harp and lyre. I will awake the dawn. I will give thanks to you, O Lord, among the peoples. I will sing praises to you among the nations. For your steadfast love is as high as the heavens. Your faithfulness extends to the clouds. Be exalted, O God, above the heavens. Let your glory be over all the earth. Praise to the holy and undivided Trinity, one God, as it was in the beginning, is now, and will be forever. Amen. A reading from Deuteronomy, chapter 30, verses 1 through 10. When all these things have happened to you, the blessings and the curses that I have set before you, if you call them to mind among all the nations where the Lord your God has driven you, and return to the Lord your God, and you and your children obey him with all your heart and with all your soul, just as I am commanding you today, then the Lord your God will restore your fortunes and have compassion on you, gathering you again from all the peoples among whom the Lord your God has scattered you, even if you are exiled to the ends of the world. From there, the Lord your God will gather you, and from there he will bring you back. The Lord your God will bring you into the land that your ancestors, that your ancestors possessed, and you will possess it. He will make you more prosperous and numerous than your ancestors. Moreover, the Lord your God will circumcise your heart and the heart of your descendants, so that you will love the Lord your God with all your heart and with all your soul, in order that you may live. The Lord your God will put all these curses on your enemies and on the adversaries who took advantage of you. Then you shall again obey the Lord, observing all his commandments that I am commanding you today. And the Lord your God will make you abundantly prosperous in all your undertakings in the fruit of your body, in the fruit of your livestock, and in the fruit of your soil. For the Lord will again take delight in prospering you, just as he, took delight, just as he delighted in prosperous, prospering your ancestors, when you obey the Lord your God by observing his commandments and decrees that are written in this book of the law, because you turn to the Lord your God with all your heart and with all your soul. Hear what the Spirit is saying to God's people. Thanks be to God. Canticle C, the Song of Hannah. My heart exalts in you, O God. My triumph song is lifted in you. My mouth derides my enemies, for I rejoice in your salvation. There is none holy like you nor any rock to be compared to you, our God. Do not heap up prideful words or speak in arrogance. Only God is knowing and weighs all actions. The bows of the mighty are broken, but the weak are clothed in strength. Those once full now labor for bread. Those who hungered now are well fed. The childless woman has borne sevenfold. 
while the mother of many is forlorn. God destroys and brings to life, casts down and raises up, gives wealth or takes it away, humbles and dignifies. God raises the poor from the dust and lifts the needy from the ash heap to make them sit with the rulers and inherit a place of honor. For the pillars of the earth are God's, on which the whole earth is founded. Praise to the holy and undivided Trinity, one God, as it was in the beginning, is now, and will be forever. Amen. A reading from Paul's second letter to the Corinthians, chapter 10, verses 1 through 18. I myself, Paul, appeal to you by the meekness and gentleness of Christ, I, who am humble when face to face with you, but bold towards you when I am away. I ask that when I am present, I need not show boldness by daring to oppose those who think we are acting according to human standards. Indeed, we live as human beings, but we do not wage war according to human standards. For the weapons of our warfare are not merely human, but they have divine power to destroy strongholds. We destroy arguments and every proud obstacle raised up against the knowledge of God, and we take every thought captive to obey Christ. We are ready to punish every disobedience when your obedience is complete. Look at what is before your eyes. If you are confident that you belong to Christ, remind yourself of this, that just as you belong to Christ, so also do we. Now, even if I boast a little too much, of our authority, which the Lord gave for building up and not for tearing you down. I will not be ashamed of it. I do not want to seem as though I am trying to frighten you with my letters, for they say, His letters are weighty and strong, but his bodily presence is weak and his speech contemptible. Let such people understand that what we say by letter when absent, we will also do when present. We do not dare to classify or compare ourselves with some of those who commend themselves, but when they measure themselves by one another and compare themselves with one another, they do not show good sense. We, however, will not boast beyond limits, but will keep within the field that God has assigned to us to reach out even as far as you. For we were not overstepping our limits when we reached you, We were the first to come all the way to you with the good news of Christ. We do not boast beyond limits, that is, in the labors of others, but our hope is that as your faith increases, our sphere of action among you may be greatly enlarged, so that we may proclaim the good news in lands beyond you without boasting of work already done in someone else's sphere of action. Let the one who boasts boast in the Lord. For it is not those who commend themselves that are approved, but those whom the Lord commends. Hear what the Spirit is saying to God's people. Thanks be to God. Canticle L, a song of Christ's humility. Though in the form of God, Christ Jesus did not cling to equality with God, but emptied himself, taking the form of a servant, and was born in human likeness. Being found in human form, he humbled himself and became obedient to death, even death on a cross. Therefore, God has highly exalted him and given him the name above every name, 
that at the name of Jesus every knee shall bow, in heaven and on earth and under the earth, and every tongue confess that Jesus Christ is Lord, to the glory of God the Father. Praise to the holy and undivided Trinity, one God, as it was in the beginning, is now, and will be forever. Amen. Holy Gospel of our Lord Jesus Christ according to Luke. Glory to you, Lord Christ. Luke chapter 18, verses 31 through 43. And he took the twelve aside and said to them, See, we are going up to Jerusalem, and everything that is written about the Son of Man by the prophets will be accomplished. For he will be handed over to the Gentiles, and he will be mocked and insulted and spat upon. After they have flogged him, they will kill him, and on the third day he will rise again. But they understood nothing about all of these things. In fact, what he said was hidden from them, and they did not grasp what was said. As he approached Jericho, a blind man was sitting by the roadside begging. When he heard a crowd going by, he asked what was happening. They told him, Jesus of Nazareth is passing by. Then he shouted, Jesus, son of David, have mercy on me. Those who were in front sternly ordered him to be quiet, but he shouted even more loudly, Son of David, have mercy on me. Jesus stood still and ordered the man to be brought to him. And when he came near, he asked him, What do you want me to do for you? He said, Lord, let me see again. Jesus said to him, Receive your sight. Your faith has saved you. Immediately he regained his sight and followed him, glorifying God. And all the people, when they saw it, praised God. The Gospel of the Lord. Praise to you, Lord Christ. Let us affirm our faith together with the Apostles' Creed. I believe in God, the Father Almighty, creator of heaven and earth. I believe in Jesus Christ, God's only Son, our Lord, who was conceived by the Holy Spirit, born of the Virgin Mary, suffered under Pontius Pilate, was crucified, died, and was buried. He descended to the dead. On the third day he rose again. He ascended into heaven. He is seated at the right hand of the Father, and he will come again to judge the living and the dead. I believe in the Holy Spirit, the Holy Catholic Church, the communion of saints, the forgiveness of sins, the resurrection of the body, and the life everlasting. Amen. Hear our cry, O God, and listen to our prayer. Let us pray. We're going to use in place of suffrages prayers for healing. Again, we've been doing this a bunch recently, and um, we're persevering in prayer for healing for those whom we love and for the world and our communities as a whole. These prayers can be found in enriching our worship 
volume 2. Uh, we're going to use the ones that start on page 30. Let us name before God those for whom we offer our prayers. And I would ask now that you pause me and you lift up names. Let us offer our prayers for God's healing, saying, Hear and have mercy. Holy God, source of health and salvation, hear and have mercy. Holy and mighty wellspring of abundant life, hear and have mercy. Holy immortal one, protector of the faithful, hear and have mercy. Holy Trinity, the source of all wholeness, hear and have mercy. Blessed Jesus, your holy name is medicine for healing and a promise of eternal life. Hear and have mercy. Jesus, descendant of David, you healed all who came to you in faith. Hear and have mercy. Jesus, child of Mary, you embrace the world with your love. Hear and have mercy. Jesus, divine physician, you sent your disciples to preach the gospel and heal in your name. Hear and have mercy. Jesus, our true mother, you feed us the milk of your compassion. Hear and have mercy. Jesus, son of God, you take away our sin and make us whole. Hear and have mercy. Jesus, eternal Christ, your promised spirit renews our hearts and minds. Hear and have mercy. Grant your grace to heal those who are sick. We pray to you, O God. Hear and have mercy. Give courage and faith to all who are disabled through injury or illness. We pray to you, O God. Hear and have mercy. Comfort, relieve, and heal all sick children. We pray to you, O God. Hear and have mercy. Give courage to all who await surgery. We pray to you, O God. Hear and have mercy. Support and encourage those who live with chronic illness. We pray to you, O God. Hear and have mercy. Strengthen those who endure continual pain and give them hope. We pray to you, O God. Hear and have mercy. Grant the refreshment of peaceful sleep to all who suffer. We pray to you, O God. Hear and have mercy. Befriend all who are anxious, lonely, despondent, or afraid. We pray to you, O God. Hear and have mercy. Restore those with mental illness to clarity of mind and hopefulness of heart. We pray to you, O God. Hear and have mercy. Give rest to the weary and hold the dying in your loving arms. We pray to you, O God. Hear and have mercy. Help us to prepare for death with confident expectation and hope of Easter joy. We pray to you, O God. Hear and have mercy. Give your wisdom and compassion to healthcare workers, that they may minister to the sick and dying with knowledge, skill, and kindness. We pray to you, O God. Hear and have mercy. Uphold those who keep watch with the sick. We pray to you, O God, hear and have mercy. Guide those who search for the causes and cures of sickness and disease. 
We pray to you, O God. Hear and have mercy. Jesus, Lamb of God, hear and have mercy. Jesus, bearer of our sins, hear and have mercy. Jesus, Redeemer of the world, hear and have mercy. Our Father who art in heaven, hallowed be thy name. Thy kingdom come, thy will be done on earth as it is in heaven. Give us this day our daily bread and forgive us our trespasses as we forgive those who trespass against us. Lead us not into temptation, but deliver us from evil. For thine is the kingdom and the power and the glory forever and ever. Amen. Compassionate God, you so loved the world that you sent us Jesus to bear our infirmities and afflictions. Through acts of healing, he revealed you as the true source of health and salvation. For the sake of your Christ who suffered and died for us, conquered death, and now reigns with you in glory, hear the cry of your people. Have mercy on us, make us whole, and bring it bring us at last into the fullness of your eternal life. Amen. Praise to the holy and undivided Trinity. One God, as it was in the beginning, is now and will be forever. Amen.
Whoops, I didn't realize that I left it running so long. Hopefully you could fast forward through that. Please forgive me. Um, I'm going to talk a little bit about the readings, and then uh, we're going to pray some special prayers for healing and for grieving. So, beginning with the Psalms. These, to me, are more reminders that God is the source of all security and strength. And it is in God that our soul takes refuge. This will be important to remember in the following readings, um, that the refuge of our soul is the Lord, and our soul is the very crux of our existence. And we pray to God for God to wake up our soul to rise up our awareness, to raise up, to raise up our awareness. Um, and it is, it is God's to repay others, not that we should not seek justice here on this earth. We absolutely should. But vengeance is not ours. Our Old Testament reading from Deuteronomy. First and foremost, the greatest blessing is relationship with God. So when we talk about God restoring fortunes, God gathering us and God bringing us back, that redemption and that restoration, the greatest part of that is relationship with God. To speak very frankly, which you know I always do, <laughs> I believe that prosperity teachings get it wrong a lot. Grace and love, brothers and sisters, I disagree with you. If you would like to call me up and talk about it, I'm here for you. Because I think that true fortune is closeness with God, relationship with the Lord, being able to be fully aware of God's presence with us, And when, in verse 5, the writer says, The Lord your God will bring you into the land that your ancestors possess. I do not believe that they are talking about physical land on this earth. I believe that they are talking about the Garden of Eden. Remember, the greatest blessing of the Garden was that God walked there with Adam and Eve closely. In relationship. And I think that kind of speaks to the rest of the passage as well. Fruit of your body, fruit of your livestock, fruit of your soul. This is the end result of your efforts, right? Some of which we won't see until we get to heaven but the end results of our efforts will be blessed. And what is, again, final and true blessing? To be one with God. So, I think that, I think that that is, at least in this context, in this time, and from this humble point of view, 
the correct interpretation of this verse or this passage. Then um, this is the commandment, right? Turn to the Lord your God with all your heart and with all your soul. And let's recall here what repentance means. It means returning, turning, turning to God. Um, because we begin as infants, very close to God. And as we grow through adulthood, there's a lot of distraction in this world. Um, both pleasure and pain can be distraction, right? And repentance means returning to God and blessing is deeper relationship with God. Just my humble opinion. Our New Testament reading speaks about spiritual warfare. We do not wage war according to human standards, for the weapons of our warfare are not merely human, but they have divine power to destroy strongholds. We destroy arguments and every proud obstacle raised up against the knowledge of God, and we take every thought captive to obey Christ. This is spiritual warfare both within and without, and I believe that at its, cru at its crux, this is exactly what it is using the divine power given to us by Christ to destroy strongholds, to heal wounds, to turn the spiritual aspects of our earthly existence back to God as originally intended, as we were created to be. Some other important things to note from this passage, authority, is given for building up and not for tearing down. I cannot say it more plainly than it does, just as I've just read it from verse 8. And then there's an admonition not to compare ourselves to others, which I think is great to remember because we are each gifted uniquely. We are each created uniquely. If we were all supposed to be the same plastic molded Barbie person, that's what we would be. God would have made us this way. And I think, you know, I don't usually have gendered conversations, but I think that we as women do this comparison thing excessively. And we do it like just on the surface too. Like we compare, we're always wanting to see that we're the most beautiful woman in the room. How stupid is that? God created us all beautiful and unique. We should appreciate each other instead of competing with each other. Your being beautiful does not make me less beautiful. And you're having tons of plastic surgery to destroy the lines that age and wisdom have etched on your face does not make you more beautiful than me. And I don't mean that in a judgy way. I just mean that our culture has gotten way freaking out of hand with its worship of unattainable perfection and youth and the way that we abuse our bodies outside and in to get there is freaking scary. I'm taking my small stand against it. <laughs> 
I have not had, nor will I ever have. Well, I don't know. I mean, ever, ever. Like, I guess I would have plastic surgery if I needed, like, to reconstruct my face. And there are some that have suggested I should have plastic surgery to reconstruct my nose that is, uh, has the cartilage partly crushed on one side from a fist fight that I got into in the street in Nolens when I was young. And much like a chihuahua. <laughs> and that perhaps is a story for another time, but I will say that I don't plan on getting plastic surgery anytime. I plan on loving every wrinkle on my face, which isn't easy. Um, Loving the cellulite on my thighs is even harder. But I do. I've lived in this body. I'm a little uncomfortable in my own skin right now. I'm about 20 pounds heavier than I'm comfortable with being. Maybe 40. <laughs> but but I, I love me right here and right now. And loving me right here and right now helps me love you right here and right now. And it helps me, as the writer says, whether it was Paul or somebody else, reach all the way. When I am unblinded by my own insecurity, when I find true security in God and God's love, I can reflect that all the way to heaven. Amen. Our gospel reading. Interesting. Two pieces here. Jesus foretells his death to the detail. Nobody understands it because they don't have understanding. I would say... I would add on to the second part of verse 34... But they understood nothing about all these things. In fact, what he said was hidden from them, and they did not grasp what was said. I would add on, at that time. Obviously, they grasped it later because they told the story and it got written down in our Bible, right? And so when words strike home with us, but we don't know what to do with them, write them down. Give them to God. We might not have understanding. We not, might not be awakened. We might not see at this time, but we might later. Have patience with yourselves, dear ones. And that kind of leads into the next part, right? It seems like they're separate parts, but they're not. The next part is a blind man being able to see. I believe seeing is a metaphor for understanding as well. I mean, I believe that Jesus physically gave the blind man back his sight, but I think he gives us back our metaphorical sight our vision, our awareness that we were intended to have. And I think it's very interesting that, that the blind man isn't going to be silenced. He's crying out loudly to Jesus for what he needs. And you'll probably notice that the words he says are the same words in our refrain, in our prayers today. Have mercy. I don't even know what to do with that. Have mercy. Because I believe that God is infinitely merciful and loves us. 
does not intend for pain or suffering to come upon us. Those things do not come from God. So to ask him to have mercy when he already has abundant mercy, I'm just not sure about it. If you understand it better than I do, let me know. But I'm going to put a pin in it and put it aside, take my own advice. But he won't be silenced, and neither should we be silenced. When we ask for what we need, we should not be quiet. In our culture, we, we shut people up all the time. I've actually been told in my workplace, nobody wants to hear what you have to say. Shut up, Jacob. And that was one voice overtly. But every time that we don't make time for each other, every time that we dismiss each other, every time we are closed to each other's opinions, we're saying that same thing. We might not be saying it directly. It might not be coming out of our mouths, but that is the message that we are giving. And so I pray that we stop sending that signal, that we stop saying with our words, with our actions, with our minds, with our bodies, shut up. We don't want to hear it. I pray that we be open to each other. And then it's fine to filter. We don't have to take in everything everybody says. We don't have to write every human being's words on our hearts. The only words we have to write on our hearts are God's. But man, don't we owe it to each other to listen? To value what we have to say? And through the most humblest of vessels can come God's sight, can come our awakening. Praise God that he doesn't let us miss it. If we don't receive it the first time, he'll send it again and again and again and again. But goodness, let us have eyes to see and ears to hear. Amen. So that's what I have to say about our readings today. All right, now we're going to pray some special prayers for healing and for grieving. These are all found in Enriching Our Worship Volume 2. I'm not going to give you the page number for each one, just because I feel like that interrupts the flow. Christopher, our companion in faith and brother in Christ, we entrust you to God. Go forth from this world in the love of God who created you, in the mercy of Jesus Christ who died for you, in the power of the Holy Spirit who strengthens you, at one with all the faithful, living and departed. May you rest in peace and rise in the glory of your eternal home, where grief and misery are banished, and light and joy abide. Amen. May God the Father bless us, God the Son heal us, God the Holy Spirit give us strength. May God the Holy and Undivided Trinity guard our bodies, save our souls, and bring us safely to God's heavenly country, where God lives and reigns forever and ever. Amen. 
Heavenly Father, watch with us over your children and hear our yearning that they may be restored to health through Jesus Christ, our Redeemer. Amen. Gentle Jesus, stay beside your children through this day. Take away their pain. Keep them safe. Help them in their fear. Make their bodies strong again and their hearts glad. Thank you for your love which surrounds them always. Amen. Jesus, our Redeemer, good shepherd of the sheep, you gather the lambs and carry them in your arms. We entrust our children to your loving care. Relieve their pain. Restore in them your gifts of joy and strength and raise them up to a life in your service. Hear us, we pray, for your dear name's sake. Amen. Gentle Jesus, though we are not worthy to have you come under our roof, you are God's word of healing to us. Be with us now and as we gather together, that we may know your presence in one another and rise up in joy to greet you. Grant this for your love's sake. Amen. Blessed Jesus, living water, solid rock, uphold your children. Loose the fetters of sickness, break their yokes of pain, and from this land of affliction, lead them home. Amen. Loving God, your heart overflows with compassion for your whole creation. Pour out your spirit on all persons living with illness for which we have no cure, as well as their families and loved ones. Help them to know that you claim them as your own. Deliver them from fear and pain. And send your archangel Raphael to minister to their needs. For the sake of Jesus Christ, our Savior. Amen. Merciful God, in your love and wisdom, you know the needs and fears of your people before we can name them. Grant that your children and we who watch with them may be enabled to surrender all their cares to you as you care for them. Give them peace of mind and unshakable trust in you. Through Jesus Christ, our Redeemer. Amen. Blessed Jesus, in your last agony, you commended your spirit to your Father. We seek your mercy for your children, for all who are dying. May death become for them as it was for you, a birth to everlasting life. Receive those whom we commend to you with the blessed assurance that whether we wake or sleep, we remain with you, one God, forever. Amen. Merciful God, whose son Jesus wept at the death of Lazarus, look with compassion on all who are bound by sorrow and pain through the death of any loved one, of all the loved ones. Comfort them. Grant them the conviction that all things work together for good to those who love you and help them to find sure trust and confidence in your resurrection power. Through Jesus Christ, our Deliverer. Amen. In your tender mercies, O God, remember your children, all who expect or have just received a grave diagnosis. Help them to trust in your goodness 
and believe that after a time of trial they shall be established on the firm foundation of your deliverance. Amen. Keep watch, dear Lord, with those who work or watch or weep, and give your angels charge over those who sleep. Tend the sick, Lord Christ. Give rest to the weary. Bless the dying. Soothe the suffering. Pity the afflicted. Shield the joyous. And all for your love's sake. Amen. God of all comfort, our very present help in trouble, be near to your children for whom our prayers are offered. Look on them with the eyes of your mercy. Comfort them with a sense of your presence. Preserve them from the enemy and give them patience in their affliction. Restore them to health and lead them to your eternal glory. Through Jesus Christ, our Lord. Amen. Christ, light of light, brightness indescribable, the wisdom, power, and glory of God, the word made flesh. You overcame the forces of Satan, redeemed the world, then ascended again to the Father. Grant your children, we pray, in this tarnished world, the shining of your splendor. Send your archangel Michael to defend them, to guard their going out and coming in, and to bring them safely to your presence, where you reign in the one holy and undivided trinity, to ages of ages. Amen. Blessed Jesus, in the comfort of your love, we lay before you the memories that haunt your children, the anxieties that perplex them, the despair that frightens them, and their frustration at their inability to think clearly. Help them to discover your forgiveness in their memories and know your peace in their distress. Touch them, O Lord, and fill them with your light and your hope. Amen. O blessed Lord, you ministered to all who came to you. Look with compassion upon all who through addiction have lost their health and freedom. Restore to them the assurance of your unfailing mercy. Remove from them the fears that beset them. Strengthen them in the work of their recovery. And to those who care for them, give patient understanding and persevering love. Amen. God, the strength of the weak and the comfort of those who suffer, Hear our prayers and grant your children the power of your grace, that their sickness may be turned into health and our sorrow into joy. For Jesus Christ's sake, amen. Spirit of all healing, visit your children and your power renew health within them and raise them up in joy according to your loving kindness, for which we give thanks and praise through Jesus Christ our Savior, amen. Gracious God, only source of life and health, help, comfort, and relieve your children, and give your power of healing to those who minister to their needs, that their weakness may be turned to strength and confidence in your loving care, for the sake of Jesus Christ. Amen. Holy and blessed one, 
shine on any of your children who lie sleepless. Illumine their spirits and give them rest in you so that they may recognize you as the true God who brings us out of darkness into our eternal light. Amen. O God, our refuge and strength, in these places of unrelenting light and noise, enfold your children in your holy darkness and silence, that they may rest secure under the shadow of your wings. Amen. I would ask also, God, that you make whatever sleep we are able to get enough. Amen. Sanctify, O Lord, the sickness of your servants, that the sense of their weakness may add strength to their faith and seriousness to their repentance, and grant that they may live with you in everlasting life. Through Jesus Christ, our Lord. Amen. Loving God, we pray that you will comfort Debbie and all your children in their suffering, lend skill to the hands of their healers, and bless the means used for their cure. Give them such confidence in the power of your grace that even when they are afraid, they may put their whole trust in you through our Savior, Jesus Christ. Amen. Strengthen your servants, O God, to go where they have to go and bear what they have to bear, that accepting your healing gifts at the hands of surgeons, nurses, and technicians, they may be restored to wholeness with a thankful heart. Through Jesus Christ, our Savior. Amen. Holy One, you do not distance yourself from the pain of your people, but in Jesus bear that pain with us and bless all who suffer at others' hands. Hallow our flesh and all creation. With your cleansing love, bring healing and strength to your children. And by your justice, lift them up, that in the body you have given them, they may again rejoice. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen. Lord Christ, you came into the world as one of us and suffered as we do. As we go through the trials of life, help us to realize that you are with us at all times and in all things, that we have no secrets from you, and that your loving grace enfolds us for eternity. In the security of your embrace, we pray. Amen. God, your loving kindness never fails, and your mercies are new every morning. We thank you for giving your children relief from pain and hope of health renewed. Continue the good work begun in them, that increasing daily in wholeness and strength, they may rejoice in your goodness, and so order their lives always to think and do that which pleases you. Through Jesus Christ, our Redeemer. Amen. Loving God, inspire by your Holy Spirit those who are afraid of losing hope, especially your children for whom we now pray. Give them a fresh vision of your love, that they may find again what they fear they have lost. Grant them your powerful deliverance through the one who makes all things new, Jesus Christ, our Redeemer. Amen. Giver of all grace, we pray your peace which passes all understanding for those who are developmentally disabled. Grant that they may always be sustained in love, their gifts honored 
and their difficulties understood, that none may add to their troubles. We ask this in the name of the one who comforted those who were troubled in mind, Jesus, our Savior. Amen. I am, as I have been, going to use prayer number 62 on page 833. How Episcopalian is that? The prayer attributed to St. Francis is our prayer sending us forth for mission. Lord, make us instruments of your peace. Where there is hatred, let us sow love. Where there is injury, pardon. Where there is discord, union. Where there is doubt, faith. Where there is despair, hope. Where there is darkness, light. Where there is sadness, joy. Grant that we may not so much seek to be consoled as to console, to be understood as to understand, to be loved as to love. For it is in giving that we receive, it is in pardoning that we are pardoned, and it is in dying that we are born to eternal life. Amen. Almighty God, you have given us grace at this time, with one accord, to make our common supplication to you. And you have promised through your well-beloved Son that when two or three are gathered together in his name, you will be in the midst of them. Fulfill now, O Lord, our desires and petitions as may be best for us, granting us in this world knowledge of your truth, and in the age to come life everlasting. Amen. Let us bless the Lord. Thanks be to God. Glory to God, whose power working in us can do infinitely more than we can ask or imagine. Glory to God from generation to generation in the church, and in Christ Jesus forever and ever. Amen. We live without fear, for our Creator has made us holy, has always protected us, and loves us as a good mother loves her children. We go now in peace to follow the good road, and may God's blessing be with us always. Amen.